on today's edition of the show it is finally game day after two days off for the florida panthers and it is do or die for this cats team win and you come back to fla live arena for game six lose your season's over everything's on the line tonight for the florida panthers we're going to discuss that more here on the locked on florida panthers podcast your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, April 26th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And a special shout out to the everydayers who come here to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast to get your Panthers fix each and every day. You can follow the podcast and subscribe on whichever podcast app you listen to. and on YouTube. So the Florida Panthers, they, uh, tonight's game five down three, one it's a, it's pressure situation that the Florida Panthers are in. We've seen, we've said never say die for this Florida Panthers team this season, but they are starting to finally run out of lives and, kind of see that it's somewhat towards the end, but as 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 getting towards that end, the Florida Panthers, of course, are going to need everything to go their way on Wednesday night in order to extend their season past Wednesday. And it is a Winans Wednesday edition of the show, which means Jacob Winans is back for another edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Jacob, welcome back to Locked On Panthers. Hey, man, thank you for having me, as usual. Um, obviously, we, we wish we were in a better position previewing this game uh, for, for later tonight, but um, this is where the, the – these are the cards that the Panthers were dealt. And, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into some reasons that, that we have to look forward to this game still. Um, some – a couple of little signs for optimism that we can that we can – uh, pull from and and uh, that's that's pretty much what I'm sure we're going to get into. But I'll say this: um, eight seed against the one seed, it's not impossible. Uh, even though the, they're down, the chips are against them. Uh, if you can see this, I'm wearing my Miami Heat hat right now. Miami Heat are giving us an example of what an eight seed can do against the one seed. And and if the Panthers are watching, you know, there's there's definitely hope right in our backyard. So, yep. And uh, Jimmy Butler being the Matthew Kachuk of the Miami Heat. And I, I could say that Barkoff is kind of the bam of the of, of the Florida Panthers. Of course, the homegrown player, the guy drafted with the team and needing to, of course, bring that extra juice in order to help the Panthers extend it. But we'll get more into Barkoff specifically a little later. Before we continue the show, today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL to get $20 off your first purchase at game time. So Jacob, the, uh, on Wednesday, on Tuesday, excuse me, the Florida Panthers announced that Lucas Carlson has been loaned back to Charlotte 
so that they can start preparing for their second round matchup against the Hershey Bears. And also Merrick Alsher, who signed his three-year ELC, which won't kick in until next season. He signed an amateur tryout with the Charlotte Checkers. So great for the uh, former third-round pick uh, defenseman to get some time in the AHL with the the Checkers. And, of course, uh, Skylar Brindamore has signed a two-year AHL contract with the checkers so nothing under the florida panthers as far as that so uh two brenda moores are going to be spending multiple years in uh carolina that's for sure one a coach of course one a player uh but as far as the panthers news on 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 their front uh ekblad and duclair were back on the ice and palmary said they they were good to go but also missing from practice today at fla live arena before they boarded the plane to boston was both ryan lomberg and sam bennett and this is, of course, the continued messaging that Palmer sends out about injuries. And, of course, we got to expect it now these days. One, He said one of them will go. The other one's a game-time decision. And we don't know who. We have zero idea of who, which one it is, which is the tough, the tough part of forecasting what's going to come up in Game 5. And, of course, no goalie announcement until, until – uh, probably until game time is what I'm going to guess as well. And – Matthew Kachuk being fined um, after everything that happened towards the end of the first period on Sunday. And, of course, nothing from Nosek from Game 2. And, of course, Zaka going up, up top on uh, Lomberg in, in Game 4. But tricky situation, Jacob. Uh, and if it is Sam Bennett that is the one that can't go for the Panthers, ooh wait, it's could spell some big trouble come to game, coming to game five. Yeah. If Sam Bennett's unable to go, I think that you can pretty much wrap it up. Um, he's been a game changer since he's been back in the lineup. Playoff Sam Bennett is a real thing. Uh, he, he kicks it into another gear in the playoffs like no one else on the team. Um, and, and if he's missing, especially coupling that with uh, Boston, presumably getting uh, Patrice Bergeron back and, and uh, possibly David Krejci back as well. Uh, if Boston's adding uh, a first and second line center back to the lineup and we're losing our second line center, who's played more like a first line center than our first line center, uh, we're, we're, we're in some big trouble. Um, so you have to hope that he's able to go. Uh, and, and even so, even if it is, even if he is the one that's a game time decision, uh, that, that does not necessarily mean he's out. Uh, we very well could see Lomberg and Bennett both play. Um, but if the track record holds where it's, uh, Paul Maurice says game time decision, typically our game time decisions are, are guys who don't play. Um, so I, it, you have to hope that that is a, a situation where Benny can play. Uh, Lomberg would be a big loss too if he's not able to go. Uh, personally, without trying to speculate too much, I, I feel like the game time decision might be Lomberg because he's really taken a beating the past couple of games. Um, it would not shock me if he's dealing with something right now, but the Panthers are banged up, man, and, and this is a team that uh, didn't have a whole lot of depth coming into this uh, just due to salary cap reasons. Um, and then playing basically playoff hockey for the last month and a half, it, it wears on you. And then we got guys going in and out of the lineup. Duclair is still not 100%. He's, uh, he felt pain in warm-ups last game, wasn't able to go. Then Aaron Ekblad, um, personally, I'm not even sure how I feel about him even playing uh, in this game, uh, because that injury, it, it appeared to be a head injury. Uh, it, we don't want to speculate. We, we hope it's some, it's definitely upper body. Uh, you hope it's something not head related, but it, it 
all all indications were that it was a head injury, which uh, if it was, and, and Aaron Eckblad may have suffered his fourth career concussion, coming back in this early is a very, very dangerous and ill-advised uh, idea if, if it was a concussion. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of on pins and needles about the guys who could miss the game, but also the guys who uh, are playing in the game. You, you hope no one gets further injured in, in, in a, an effort uh, like this right now where we long-term health, long-term uh, stability, and just quality of life in general. I mean, uh, those things should take priority. And I, I hope, I hope the Panthers medical staff is doing right by the guys, uh, not, not throwing them into uh, an unsafe situation. Yeah. And, and, and another, an, another example with, uh, with on the other side of the playoff map is uh, what happened with Jared McCann, uh, former Panther last night uh, with yep. the abs and, Kraken series puck was way away from the play and then Kale McCarr goes up to uh Jared McCann thinking that the puck was there and and Jared McCann's out for the game he's probably out for the series and McCarr's given a a one game suspension for for Colorado so just head injuries are just a tough place to to not only evaluate but you also got to crack down when it when it's necessary when it comes to those those uh kind of injuries and just got to continue to get it right. But you were talking about the depth for, for the Panthers and everything in relation to that. And we're going to, that's where we're going to transition to segment number two. We're going to talk about the Boston Bruins and their ability to build that championship team and how the Panthers can ref, hopefully re, re, reflect that in, in the coming seasons. We're going to discuss that next year on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first we're going to tell you all about game time and buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets to all sports music comedy theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive exclusive flash deals on tickets up for football basketball hockey baseball concerts comedy theater and more the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section, row for less, game time will credit you 110% for the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly when you arrive. Download the game time app and create an account and use code LOCKEDONHL for $20 off your first purchase. Turns apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Segment number two here on this Wednesday, April 26th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It is another edition of Winans Wednesday here on the show. And Jacob, just talking about all the de- lack of depth that the Florida Panthers do have and just how a championship team is built as far as the Boston Bruins. I mean, when I look, when I look more at how they're built and just five players, five players that they have, from their roster are first round picks that were actually homegrown that are still around. Bergeron and Marchand are not first round picks. Bergeron was a second round pick back in uh 03, Marchand in, in a third rounder in in 04. And and also the other first round picks that they've had who have who who came from other teams, Hampus Lindholm, Taylor Hall, Forbort, Saka, Nick Felino, and all. So just using players that have been in different situations and and bringing them here as as sometimes 
you have a situation where you don't fit a team's timeline as far as winning. For example, Linus Hallmark could have signed a long-term deal with Buffalo a few years ago, but he didn't fit their rebuild timeline. Anaheim was going through their, their um, through a transition, had to had to ship out Hampus Lindholm, and look look what's happen look look what's happening now in these playoffs for the Boston Bruins. Taylor, I mean Taylor Hall was uh, an acquisition three deadlines ago, but of course signing with Buffalo on a one year deal, no move clause, use it to his advantage to get to Boston. He's the leading point scorer. Tyler Bertuzzi, who's going to be a UFA this um, th- this uh, off season, a, a trade deadline acquisition from this year and and just and and Dmitry Orloff he's third in points for the for the Bruins in, in this playoffs too and just the ability to build off everything from the guys who have been there for for a while I mean this is a team that's consistently in the dance they've won president's trophies they've gone to the Stanley Cup final three years ago but also the what they did as far as this last what what feels like a last dance because the Bruins are going to go through some cap penalties next season based on bonuses to Bergeron and Krejci because of how they used LTIR as well. So they're going to face some cap penalties. Taylor Hall did talk about that this is his best chance to win win a cup as well a, a few days ago. And just how they were able to put this together. I mean, money spent on the decor. Thirty million dollars that they that they have committed to their decor. The parent, the Panthers have nineteen million, but of course, one thing that's holding them back, not only is not only buyout money, but it's goalie money too. Look at look at what Linus Allmark's making. Um, just uh, five million. Jeremy Swayman is going to be an RFA uh, this year. Even even with paying Jeremy Swayman, you're not going to get past a combined AAV of what Knight and Bobrovsky make come next year neither so and and of course patrice bergeron of course didn't really average a point per game in the playoffs until 2018 but the expectation of him and barkov were two different ones because of barkov being second overall and bergeron's been through three coaches barkov has been through four and his best performance as far as points came under joe quenville make of that what you will Make of it what you will there. And just what what I'm getting at is the ability also to continuously pivot too through different situations. Of course, we're going to see that this summer. And chances are there's going to be a forward that's going to be moved. Chances are. I think there's more of a chance that Sam Bennett stays now after seeing what we've seen towards the end of the season and in these playoffs. But... Someone's going to get moved, and you have you still have an ability over and over again to pivot. And of course, these four years of making the dance, the the Panthers, this was their gap year, and it could be the Bruins next year that it could be their gap year too after winning the Presidents Trophy this season. So it just goes to show the building of it, the going for it, and what happens when you don't win too. But then what what could happen as far as a bounce back as well? In coming years as well. I agree. Uh, you touched on a lot there, and I think all of it is pretty relevant uh, when we're watching this series, um, because you can watch this series and have a lot of hope uh, for for what's coming. But you can also watch this series and and you, 
you can get you can be a little bit frustrated and a little bit um, disappointed in, in some of our complacency. Uh, and I think both things can be true at the same time. Uh, reasons to to for frustration, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're in year four now making it to the playoffs four in a row. The, we've won one playoff series in that time. Mm-hmm. And unless they pull off a, a, a somewhat miraculous three games in a row against the best team in the history of hockey, we're looking at four years in a row of with a combined one playoff series win. There's no one in the Panthers organization that's satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to the to those four years, we had missed the playoffs a bunch. We weren't we weren't a consistent playoff team. We were constantly on the fringe and missing out. Uh, late in seasons, uh, falling apart or, or starting slow and not being able to make up ground. We're now a, a consistent playoff team, which is a great step in the right direction. No one's discrediting that, but you're looking for more. Uh, one playoff series win in four years, it, it's just not going to get it done. And and there's going to be, this is a, a front office. This is a, a an ownership uh, group. This is a, a leadership core that, that expects more than that. Uh, they're investing they're investing a lot in this team uh, financially and, and, and with draft capital and putting all their chips in on, on, on making this uh, a long-term consistent contender and the pieces are there. Um, But you're, you're just looking for more. And, and and I think it starts with the core of the team uh, because the core of the team, it, it, there's really not a ton of room for change Uh, with, with Barkov, Kachuk, Ekblad as your, your real core three players. You think, uh, hopefully Montour gets paid and, and becomes a part of that core. And there's a couple of guys who uh, like a Carter Verhage that you feel like, okay, they've, they've cemented their status as part of the, as core players, but those are the guys that are going to be here. And each year you're trying to surround them with the right supporting cast this year, the supporting cast, it just wasn't up to what we were used to just because of salary cap reasons. And that's why we're calling this a gap year, but in a gap year, you need your, your core players, your leadership group to step up and, and really make up that slack come playoff time. Matthew Kachuk has done that all season. Yes. And when we get to the playoffs, what what you're really looking for that, that we're not getting now two years in a row is is the leadership group to step up and be and be the difference maker. The guys like Barkov, uh, Ekblad, some of these guys have to they have to put it together come postseason time or else the ceiling, the ceiling is going to be wherever they they can take this team. And if they can't take this team farther than one playoff series win in four years, uh, there's there's not a whole lot you can ask uh, from the front office as far as 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 building this team. You can only go as far as your your leadership will carry you. And I think that's what's been Boston's biggest strength. Guys like Bergeron, uh, Marshan, uh, even even up younger up and coming guys like McAvoy. Uh, They've been they've made deep runs in the playoffs because those guys are always going to be doing their job. They're always consistent. They're always difference makers. And then Boston has surrounded them with different supporting casts over the years that have helped take them uh, deep into the playoffs. But at the end of the day, it it, it's, it comes down to those core players leading. Uh, Pasternak, Marshan, these are guys on the score sheet every game. Uh, they they've they've killed the Panthers this series. They they've outplayed our core. And that that's that's where you can get a little bit frustrated, but reasons for hope, uh, like you said, this is this is a, a gap year. This is a, not a year where the Panthers have been able to go all in uh, for salary cap reasons and draft capital reasons. Um, I love that you let off the show talking about some of our young guys who are getting a shot in Charlotte. 
because at the end of the day, those are the guys who are going to fill in those depth roles or those are the guys that are going to be the trade pieces to get players to fill in those depth roles. So it's good to see them breaking in. Um, but yeah, if you look at Boston, that's a team that's well-constructed. They've uh, made some really timely calculated moves and that's a team that's not afraid to take risks either because they, like you said, they've got some big cap penalties coming next year. They're not going to, they know they're not going to be able to keep this team together. Uh, there's going to be several guys leaving after this season, but you, when you get a shot and, and your, your core is aging and they're, they're coming to the end of their careers, you have to take it. And uh, they're, they're taking their best shot this year. And unfortunately we have been on the receiving end of that so far in this first round. Yeah. And, and you just think about what Boston has done as far as like also tra um, trading for someone and then keeping them around like a Charlie Coyle as well. That's a, those are, that's just one example of, and a uh, Hampus Lindholm, who they signed long term as well. Yeah, that's that's another. And regard, that's what I'm thinking that Bill Zito is going to go as far as a route there, especially if it helps Gus Forsling goes back to the second pair and find a a, a friend for Aaron Eckblad on that top pair. And I think the the top four can, you know, get, be a little bit more solidified, especially if we're expecting Eckblad to have a better. 2023 2024 season is, is especially on, on on that front as well so it it just and also it can even though boston's arrival we could appreciate how well a, a, a team is is built i mean even goals goal save is when it comes to goal save above expected line is 13th of all goalies in the playoffs bob is 18th linus allmark is second you know it's 22nd uh jacob Andre Vasilevsky. Wow. Yeah. Not not a good uh Oof. not a good first round for uh Vasilevsky and and that's a tough and, uh, that's a that's a tough uh tough team, a tough matchup for him. That's that's a team with a ton of firepower, but uh, mm -hmm. you kind of wonder if the the years of playoffs are starting to wear on them. They've played a lot of extra hockey, so yeah, no <laughs> you know, doubt. Yeah, I just hope we're in a position to capitalize when some of these teams start to hit their downward trend because Boston is definitely not gonna repeat this. And Tampa seems to be on their way down. We it's it's about positioning positioning yourself to to be ready to to take over when some of these uh, mainstays uh, start to hit their decline. The Panthers need to make sure their timeline lines up with uh, those teams declining. And like you said, we got to get our goalie cap number down substantially if we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. No, no doubt. And uh, I have the perfect gif on Twitter waiting for if the Maple Leafs do beat the Lightning, but I'll save that for if slash when it, it is toronto that is a big if yes correct correct <laughs> <laughs> thank you for reminding me <laughs> we're gonna transition over to segment yeah. number three where we're gonna talk talk more about game five coming up on wednesday night as the florida panthers prepare to save their season we're gonna discuss that next here on the locked on florida panthers podcast Third and final segment here on this Wednesday, April 26th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It is another edition of Winans Wednesday. And Jacob, assuming that the Edmonton Oilers end up winning their game against the Los Angeles Kings, right before we were recording, the Edmonton Oilers made it 4-2, to and Jonas Corposalo was pulled in order for um, in place for Phoenix Copley and the Edmonton Oilers did score another goal. So second intermission right now of that game, uh, five five to two, and the 
road teams are 21 and 12. That's the official tally as of this moment in time, assuming that that result holds in Edmonton tonight. And just seeing the Carolina and New York Islanders game and seeing how New York's backs were up against the wall. And of course, Carolina had a lot of giveaways. There was also a goal that was deflected off of Sebastian Ajo's mouth and in. He mm-hmm. was bleeding. And actually, there was also a point where both were four on four and both Sebastian Ajo's were in the box. So crazy to think. Uh, but confidence level, Jacob, what is your confidence level going into game five of this of this uh, series where the Panthers, they just need a win to at least bring it back home well there's a couple of variables uh for me and uh i know when we texted much earlier in the day about about this segment i told you my confidence level was at a a whopping zero um if sam bennett misses the game i think it stays right around a zero um but for me the more i was thinking about it uh, and just maybe this is just being overly hopeful because i don't want panthers hockey to end I think my confidence level is up to maybe a 10 or 15 out of a hundred right now. Not very high still, but there's a couple of reasons why I say that one, something tells me that we're going to go back to Alex Lyon uh, just because if yes. we're going to go, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down swinging and it's only right that we go down with the guy who, who got us here. Um, no disrespect to Bob. It was an impossible situation. He was put in uh, after missing basically a month, uh, of, of, of hockey and he's asked to come in and play uh, mid playoff series cold. He had a bad game and, and no one could have expected or, or, or uh, demanded uh, a great performance from Bob in the situation he was put in. But I think you have to go back to the guy who got you here. Um, win or lose, you got to do it with Alex Lyon. Cause he, you're not in the playoffs without him. I think Alex Lyon going back in the net, I feel like maybe he has a chance to recapture the magic that got on there. And that gives me a little bit of hope. Um, another reason why I'm why I'm somewhat hopeful here. The Panthers have been playing backs against their wall hockey, must win hockey. Uh, they've had probably 10, 15, maybe even 20 games so far this year that they had to win or else their playoff chances were pretty much next to nothing. And they've responded well in a lot of those games. Uh, they're no strangers to must-win games so far this year. They've had a whole lot more of them than Boston has. Um, so you may be able to catch, even though Boston's a really, really veteran team uh, that's put a lot of that's put a lot of teams out of the playoffs before. The Panthers have been playing desperate hockey for months now, and Boston hasn't. So maybe that gives the Panthers a, a bit of a slight advantage uh, where that's concerned, and then. The more you think about how a series really works, like you said, road teams have been dominant in the playoffs. Panthers go on the road. Game five is going to be the hardest game of this series. If you can win game five on the road and stay alive, you get game six back at home where the pressure is, is on Boston to, to try to end your season there because nobody wants to see it go to game seven. So if you can survive game five, in game six, you're the favorite. Pressure's on Boston. If you can force a game seven from there, anything can happen. So I think it's just about surviving game five, and then you actually have you really give yourself a chance after that. Uh, it may be wishful thinking, but I think if you – a team that's been playing desperate hockey for a month and a half now, backs against the wall this entire time, they're not, they're not 
strangers to that situation just win game five and now you have you give yourself a really good shot so a couple of reasons for optimism there not necessarily super high hopes uh, i still uh, subconsciously feel like, like i know how this ends um a valiant effort but um there's all is not lost and uh, a 3-1 hole there have been crazier things in hockey so uh, i think the panthers have have the talent to do it. They've got a couple of guys who can really carry you. Matthew Kachuk can steal you a game. Sasha Barkov, when he wants to, can steal you a game. Uh, they, they've got the horses on the team that if they wake up, they can steal a game. A, a game can turn to two games, and two games can turn to a series. So it, it's just about win game five and build from there, and and, and we're not dead yet. So a little bit, little bit of hope. I'm not, I'm not all doom and gloom yet. Yeah, um, and. Definitely, the first ten minutes will definitely uh, tell if how long uh, that will last. That's for sure because the Panthers in this series they haven't they've gone off to great starts as well. And what happens after the Panthers do in fact get to those early jumps? Uh, out of three hundred and twenty-five series in NHL history to be at three games to one, only thirty-one teams have come back to win, which is at a nine. 0.5% in NHL history. So again, not all hope is lost. I do think that they should go back to Lyon as well. But what do I think Paul Maurice is the move that Paul Maurice makes? I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bob, just like I spoke about with uh, Alex Dano uh, on, on, on Monday morning uh, when recapping uh, game four. So it, we're going to see Bob again, regardless of whether he starts on, on Wednesday or or not, we are we are gonna see at least one more season of Sergey Borowski in South Florida. So, honestly, it, it, if anything, if you put Alex Lyon be, between the pipes, wouldn't that bring some more off-season training and motivation and helps Bob create a better start next season? I mean, look what happens. What look what happened when Spencer Knight came in. Game five in 2021. Look what yep. happened to Borowski the season after. He was great in 2022, um, 2021-22. So this this could actually be a good situation for the future. Really interesting point you bring up there because I feel like nothing lights a fire, especially when it comes to goaltending. Uh, goalies are almost like pitchers in baseball. So much of it is mental. And nothing lights a fire under a guy with, than, than being replaced in the rotation. And um, yeah, it would it, like truthfully, uh, brutal honesty here. It would be a horrible look for Bobrovsky if the, if he loses his starting job in the playoffs two of the last three seasons. Uh, year before last, he lost it to not only Spencer Knight but also Chris Drieger. Um, mm-hmm. Both both guys started playoff games uh, in, in place of Bobrovsky. There was there was a game at one point where I believe Bobrovsky was in the press box. He wasn't even the backup. Um, that's not a good look for your $10 million goalie. And last year he, he rebounded. He played really well, was even really good in the playoffs. Uh, honestly stole us a game or two against Washington. He kind of hoped he would recapture that. And now we're kind of back to square one right now. So um, if he doesn't start, I feel like if Lyon goes and we lose the series, that, that definitely motivates Bob heading into the offseason. He's got to be better. He knows he has to be better. And uh, this next year, no, it's no secret to Bob. He's a veteran. He he knows that that it's do or die next year. It could be 
very well likely could be his last season in Florida uh, if things don't go uh, the, the way the way they need to. So uh, maybe his last season in Florida regardless. But um, you'd at least like to see him go down uh, playing playing great hockey. And, and, and uh, right now that's not the case. So we'll, we'll see what happens in goal. But you, you don't win a game if you don't have the, the goaltending. So one of the two of those guys is going to have to be solid between the pipes if we're going to have any chance of coming back. No, no doubt. So, so a lot of talk about the current and a lot of uh, looking into the future, uh, of course, in this episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And hopefully we are holding back a little bit of talking more about future and actually more talking about the immediate future. And, and what I mean is hoping that we have a game six back in Sunrise, Florida. But a lot Jacob, of hockey to be played. Lots yes. of hockey to be played. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Yep, you can find me online at Jacob Wines 8 um, I will definitely be active and super nervous tonight, but um, uh, hopefully hopefully we can, we can chat about a game six and a game seven and a round two uh, <laughs> coming up soon. So um, I will see you guys there awesome jacob and hopefully see you next week as we are hopefully continuing the season and not talking off-season hockey so see you next wednesday looking forward to it and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the locked on ahl network including locked on ahl locked on fantasy hockey flip livingstone and Steel Ronin and Locked On NHL Prospects. And for the everydayers on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we will be breaking down game five between the Florida Panthers and the Boston Bruins. Will the Florida Panthers season be over or will the Florida Panthers season continue? So I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.